Lord Jesus, would you speak to us right now? Would you help us to understand you in a way that we haven't before and that we'd understand what you are doing in our lives and what you want to do through our lives? Would you change us even tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, guys, last week I asked you guys to think about what Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Do you guys remember in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, you guys should pray this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's right. I mean, what he's asking for is, would you guys pray that your name would be honored in the way that it should be? And then the next part that he taught us to pray was the, the, the next thing that's on God's heart that he wants us to ask for is, what? Would your kingdom come? Would your will be done on UTA campus as it is done in heaven, right? Yeah. Well, not just on UTA campus, on earth, all over the earth, all over the earth. Now, I want you guys to, to fast forward, a, a, I don't know how many thousand years, 2,000 years at least, and look at Revelation 11.15. So can somebody look at, let's all look at Revelation 11.15. If you don't have a Bible, then how are you going to come to a Bible study without a Bible? So we'll get you one. Matt will get you one and bring your Bible every week because it matters. Revelation 11.15. I want you to see what happens in response to Jesus' prayer. Jesus told us to pray that his kingdom would come, that his will would be done on earth like it is in heaven. And guess what? What Jesus says we pray for, if we pray for it, happens. You guys get that? So look at Revelation 11.15. This is what happens. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven, even louder than what you heard at the cornerstone tonight. And this is what they said. The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Guys, this is good news. That means what Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer that so many people have prayed every Sunday or every day over the thousands of years that it's finally accomplished. And this kingdom, the kingdom of this world, and the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of Jesus. So here's what I want you guys to think about. I'm excited about what's happening this semester. What is it going to take for us to establish Jesus' kingdom on UTA campus? What is it going to take for us to take this campus for Jesus' kingdom? Because Jesus wants to do it here. He wants to do it all over the world. And, and of course, we read Revelation 11, 15, and we think, okay, that's something in the future. No, the way that it happens in the future is by what you guys who are in this room are going to do tomorrow. And next Wednesday when school starts. And so as we think about how we're going to win this campus for Jesus' kingdom, that this campus and the 46,000 people that are on this campus would be included under his authority. How's that going to happen? I want us to look at Joshua chapter 1. And we'll see how far we get. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, he's speaking to Joshua, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. He says it again. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, even in calculus class. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready, because three days from now, we will cross UTA Boulevard and go and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Okay, I want you guys to understand the setting, okay? The setting is this. Remember, God has a plan to take the kingdoms of this world for himself. He's decided that there's going to be this little group of people called the Israelites that he's going to use to accomplish his purpose so that the whole world will know his fame. And so he calls a man named Abraham. Remember, he brings him, he puts him in that promised land. And after some years, they move down to Egypt. In 430 years, they're in Egypt. They end up in slavery in Egypt. And then Moses takes them out of slavery because the because God responds to his to the to the cries of the people he takes them out of the land of Egypt and they've just spent 40 years in the in the wilderness and now they are ready to go in and take the land and so Moses has now died here's what I want you guys to get this is a new chapter in Israel's history this semester Fall 2018, this is new chapter. Whatever's happened before, it's over. No change in it. We're moving forward. We're expecting more. We're expecting to go into the promised land. And so Joshua is the guy who's going to do it. Now, I want you guys to think about who Joshua is, okay? Joshua means, in Hebrew, the word is Yehoshua, okay? Yehoshua means Yahweh, which is the name of God, the great I am. Yahweh is salvation. This guy, this leader, is named Yahweh is salvation. You know how you say Joshua in Greek? How do you say it? Does anybody know? It's, it's Jesus. I thought somebody would know that. Yehoshua in Hebrew is Jesus in Greek. You know what this guy, his name is? He's got the name of Jesus. He's got the same name, just a different language. Okay? And whose son is he? Look at, look at verse 1, guys. Verse 1. Joshua, the son of Nun. I was thinking, I think through this, time, I was thinking, well, if, if Joshua is a type of Jesus, I wonder what his dad's name means. You know what it means? Anybody have any idea? Come on, Mr. Um, Hebrew scholar. Scholars, huh? No, it's a, it doesn't mean father. It means increase or expansion. So this guy's name is Yahushua. Yahweh is salvation. The son of, his dad is Nun, the son of expansion. Now you think, well, what does that mean? Well, here's what I want you guys to think about. 
the significance here is Moses has just died. If Joshua is a, a picture or a foreshadowing of Jesus, then, and, and Moses has died, think about what the significance of Moses' death means. What does Moses represent in the Bible? When, he, when Jesus talks about Moses, what does he represent? The law. Okay? Moses is dead. And Joshua is the new leader. Guys, this is significant. This is a picture of what is coming. This is prophetic significance pointing towards Jesus that there would come a time when the law, which Moses represents, would be uh, would be set aside because there would be a new leader and a new way, a new covenant, okay? Guys, think about what the old covenant was. What was the old agreement between God and people? That they'd have to make their own way. In fact, it lines up with just about every, well, in fact, every religion other than the truth in the world, that every religion in the world teaches that you have to earn your way to God. In fact, the summation of the Old Testament, I want you guys to see this, is in Deuteronomy 6.25. So Deuteronomy 6.25, if, if anybody asks you, what's the Old Testament about? Well, it's about God's mercy and his love and all of that stuff too. But the, the covenant of the, the agreement between God and people, how you reach God in the Old Testament is summed up in Deuteronomy 6.25. And this is what it says. If we are careful to obey all this law, before the Lord our God, as he commanded us, that will be our righteousness. So according to the Old Testament, this is a summary of the Old Testament. Guys, this is worth writing down because when people are asking what's the Old Testament about, this is, this, is, this is the summary of it. The summary of the Old Testament. Testament means agreement. The old agreement, the old covenant, is that if you people of the world are careful to obey all the law, that will be your righteousness. Your righteousness, your standing before God would be earned by how good you are. How many of you guys have obeyed all the law of God? Come on, you bad people. Okay, Will, Will, Will says he has. Okay, here's the deal. Nobody is good enough to obey all the law. So the whole point of the Old Testament is that there's this, there was this standard by which we were supposed to live by and yet nobody reached that standard. And so as we're, as we're reading here in Joshua that Moses is dead, it's, this is a prophetic foreshadowing of a time that would come when that whole system of earning your way to God would be dead. Here's what I want you guys to, to understand about how you reach God and about your righteousness. Your righteousness, your standing before God, doesn't come by how good you are because you're stinking bad. If you don't remember what you did yesterday or this morning, and so am I. We're not good enough to reach God. The great news is that the, the new covenant, Jesus, he gives us a righteousness that comes from him. That, it, that you're not, you don't earn your way to God by you being good. You take his goodness, Jesus' goodness, and you apply it to you. And if he takes all of your badness, all of your stinkiness onto himself and in exchange gives you all your all his goodness, then how much stinky badness is left on you? Nothing. And you are pure 
in him. Let me just speak this to you guys. This is the word of the Lord to you tonight. You are washed clean. Your heart is clean. Not because you were good in yourself. Not because you earned it. But because Jesus washed your heart clean through his goodness. And he paid the penalty of sin for you. Now, I know you guys know all that. Here's the significance of all this. Joshua is a picture of Jesus, the son or the child of expansion. Remember, his dad's name, Nun, means expansion. Okay? God's plan, think about what this expansion plan of God is. God's plan was to take this little group of people, little group of people, and focus his attention on them during the time that the old covenant was happening. But the expansion plan of God was to take, to be, to, was to use Jesus to expand that kingdom from one people group to the whole world, including UTA campus. God's plan is for UTA campus that the kingdoms of this world, including the kingdom of UTA, becomes the kingdom of Jesus. So what's it going to take? You guys want to know what it's going to take? He tells them right here, as they're getting ready to go into the promised land, what it's going to take for them to do that. And we get some hints in verse 2, okay? So, he, again, Moses, my servant, is dead, God says to Joshua. Now then, you and all the people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them. Okay, first thing. Get ready, guys. Get ready. He doesn't just tell them to go establish a kingdom. He says, get ready to establish the kingdom. How long does it take them to get ready? Three days. Verse 11 says three days. Is there any significance to those three days? If you guys wouldn't have time now, but if you want to go through a Bible study, go through all the places in the Old Testament that there's three days, and you find out that three days is significant because there is almost always redemption that happens after three days including the most significant three-day period where redemption happens when Jesus is, has been put to death and he comes to life on the third day. So there's this, even there, there's a picture of Jesus, of Jesus' redemption. So there's a prophetic reason why he gives them three days, but there's also a practical reason. Think about why he gives them three days. He could have given them three years. He could have given three months. You know, Daniel's about to go in, in, the, in the Navy SEALs. I don't even want to think about what they're doing. You know, Daniel, I was asking him about what this is going to be like. They tie him up and throw him in the water. And if he drowns, they'll resuscitate him. Sorry, man. Plug your life. I mean, I, I'm like, I just can't imagine this. Okay? So that, you know why they're doing that? They're giving him training to win the battle. You know how much training God gives these Israelites? As he tells, okay, three days from now, get ready, we're going. And why does he give him three days instead of the kind of training that Daniel's going to go through? Amen. Because he, he wants to prove to them that they're going to win this battle, this fight against the powers of evil, not by being as good as Daniel, but by being as good as Steve, who didn't have a clue what to do in battle, and winning anyway. Is that right? He wants to prove that it was his power that won 
these battles. Here's, here's what this means for us guys, for all of us. In a few days, we are waging war against the enemies of darkness on the other side of UTA Boulevard. We are taking this land for Jesus. And the word of the Lord to us at the Cornerstone is get ready. you got maybe a few more hours than three days. But get ready because God's got a plan to go across the street and take the land for his kingdom. And I know you guys were just like, oh, yeah, that's a good sermon, Steve. I'm asking you guys to understand that this is God's plan for us at the Cornerstone. You are here at the Cornerstone right now. God has given us this building at the Cornerstone and the, the discipleship houses and funding from Grace Community Church so we can take this campus for the Lord. So get ready to cross the Jordan into the land that, that God is giving to us. Now think about what it means when he tells them to cross the Jordan. Cross the Jordan. Okay. He says, get ready. First of all, he says, get ready, right? Gives them three days. Then he says, you guys are going to cross the Jordan. What's the significance of crossing the Jordan? What, what does the Jordan represent? Say it again. Okay. Obstacle that can't face. Yeah, that's true because they can't get across that. Jordan, the Jordan, crossing the Jordan, that's, that's right. Crossing the Jordan represents, so many times the Jordan represents death. Represents death. Think about where, where, where was Jesus baptized? Where was John baptizing people? Jordan River. Jordan River. The idea is, you know, that leads right down to the Dead Sea, right? So just a little north of the Dead Sea, there they're baptizing people. This represents a dying to our old life, crossing over this river, entering into the promised land, into the new life. And here, here's what the significance is for us. As they're getting ready to cross this Jordan River, they got to leave the familiar wilderness that they've been living in for a long time, they got to leave that behind. What this represents for us guys is we're not going to do any, we're not going to do diddly on, on UTA campus if we're still hanging on to where we used to live on the, other side, on, on the east side of the Jordan. Guys, the invitation from the Lord is we're getting started in this semester. Is guys, let's let's leave behind our old life. Let's, whatever, whatever we're still living in, whatever place we've been living before let's take it a step up let's die to ourselves if there's anything in our lives that you're hanging on to that the lord isn't honored by then i'm asking you guys tonight you guys just would you just make up your mind make the decision tonight that i'm done with that old life i'm done with the way that i used to live and i'm ready for crossing the jordan putting that stuff to death and living the new life that jesus has for me this is what Jesus is calling us to. Okay, now let me ask you guys this. Do you think that everybody there on the east side of the Jordan was, was excited about crossing? No way. They're like, we heard what happened, what our parents did. What, did, what had their parents done 40 years earlier? They'd come, gotten ready to go on the promised land. They were going to take the land they could have done 40 years earlier. But instead, they're like, those people are bigger than us. And they got bigger, more people than we do, and we don't want to do it. And the result was that the plan of God was postponed for 40 years. Because this is the word of the Lord to us. God's got a plan for us to take the campus. Do you want to live in the wilderness for 40 years? They died in the wilderness. 
And you're like, well, I'm going to die anyway. You know, I'm going to live and do something. Guys, don't live in the wilderness. We can live in the promised land. God's got a plan for us. Go take the land. Jesus wants to live on UTA campus. The campus of UTA, there's people, there's people like you who are all over UTA campus who love the Lord. I'm saying, let's take it. Let's take the campus for Jesus. What would that look like? I want you guys to think about what that would look like. We're almost out of time. I'm trying to think of what, where where we should go here. Let's let's you know we'll probably finish up some of this next week. But I just want us to think about what how we would do this. What the strategy is. First of all, in verse three, God says, "I'm going to give you every place that you set your foot." And what's it going to take to win to take the land? Are they going to have to fight super? Hard? You know what? They just got to put their foot there. All you get is you go put your, you know why you, you know why you guys, you take, you put your foot in the class and you claim that class for Jesus. You say, I'm here as a representative of the king of the universe and his spirit is in me and therefore this place is under the authority of Jesus. Now, the, the professor probably won't agree with you and you don't have to say that out loud. <laughs> but I'm just saying, just expect it that as you go into those classes, don't be afraid. Isn't that what we've read so many times? So God says to Joshua, every place that you put your foot, I'm going to give you. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon. You guys see in verse 4 there? From the great river, Euphrates, the Hittite country, the great sea to the west. Hey, do you got that map? Throw it up here. See if you can throw it up here. Okay. Okay. He's saying, I'm giving you the land from here all the way up to here. This whole area is going to be yours. And what happens? They go into the land, and do they take it? No, why? They don't put the foot there. They get their little house and field, and they say, we're cool. I'm okay with what I got, and I'm not going to worry about anything else. This was 3,500 years ago. And to this day, the Israelite people have not taken what God promised them. And they didn't take it because they thought of themselves rather than what God had told them to. Okay, here's the warning for us, and then we'll stop here. The warning for us guys is that there's a temptation for you to say, it works for me. I got my house. I got my car. I got my academic plan laid out for me. I know how I'm going to get my job when I'm done, and I'm okay with that. And as far as taking the full piece of land, which means the whole world, ultimately, I don't need to worry about that because I'm okay. And I want to challenge you guys tonight to not think about what's, what works for you, to not think about it works for me because the result of that mentality postponed the plan of God in redemption for 2,533 years. Now, you guys can figure out the math later. But it's only recently that God brought the Israelite people back to the land to finish what he started with them. Now, the good part of that is that we got in on the deal. The Lord is doing something on this campus. The Lord is doing something in the world. I want to invite you guys. To, next week, this place will be packed. 
because, because there are going to be so many new students coming, so many people coming back. But I want you guys to be a part of what God's doing, not just show up here for coffee. What's, God, what's your part in this thing? What's God calling you to do? And here's some things that I want to just end with. Why don't you put those bullet points up there? Uh, as, as, as you think about what your part is in reaching this campus, Matt West, wait, raise your hand, Matt West. He's going to be handing out 2,500 2, popsicles over the next week or two. And, he, and you know why he's doing it? Just to love people. Have a popsicle, have a popsicle, have a popsicle. And we've had so many people get connected just by, just by showing love. And so, um, Matt, would you just start handing out those cards? I'm just, everybody take a card. The second, the second thing is we got cornerstone cards. Here's what I want everybody here to do tonight. They're like, and I, I, don't want you, I don't want anybody thinking this is not for me. Okay? Don't, don't get into the it works for me mentality that I just talked about. You take these cards and you ask God who you're supposed to give this to. Take one card, take two cards, take whatever. And you give that to somebody, and you invite them to come to come get a latte. Okay? Strategic. Think about it strategically. Okay? Next thing, if you guys want to be a part of, of reaching this campus for Jesus, big howdy party. We got big howdy, big howdy party, not this, this coming Sunday night, but the following Sunday night. Okay? Big howdy party. We can have a, listen, guys. We're going to have 1,000 people at our party. You guys listen to me? Okay, 1,000 people at our party who ought to get one of these cards. We'll hand out 1,000 cards that night probably. They ought to come and be a part of what God's doing. Okay? Then two weeks later, we got the Big Howdy Tour. Guys, the Big Howdy Tour is so strategic. You guys all know Ashish. He's back in India for a few weeks, but you guys all know Ashish. Ashish is following Jesus, and he's a part of our community because of the Big Howdy Party last year and because of Violet Chung. Thanks, because Violet... Violet's family hosted him on the Big Howdy, I'm sorry, the Big Howdy Tour. Okay, then we've already, Bethany already mentioned this, Rock the Campus, Change the World concert. Guys, we're, we're expecting that we're going we're gonna to pack out the Rosebud. Is it the Rosebud? Okay. You guys, invite your friends. It's going to be good. And then uh, the other thing is join a life group. We just want you to get plugged in, join a life group. We're going to do a uh, life group lunch next uh, uh, Thursday night after the merge. Okay, guys, I'm out of time. Let's stand up and let's pray. Father God, we don't want to miss what you're doing. We, we want your kingdom to come, and we want to be a part of bringing it in. And we don't want uh, to ever face the thought that you use somebody else instead of me, instead of us. God, we know, I know there's things that you want to do in this world. I know there's things that you want to do in this campus. And, Lord, would you just choose us to do your, do your work? And would all of it be motivated by our love for you and by a knowledge of your love for us? And, Lord, I just, I'm just excited about Semi, Semi going back to Ethiopia. And, Lord, I, we even trust that this is part of your plan. And, Lord, I just look forward to the day that we've got more cornerstoners at, in Ethiopia doing your work. And th- we've got people coming through this building who are going to be all over the world serving you, building your kingdom. Would your kingdom come? Would your will be done on UTA campus and at the cornerstone the way that it's done in heaven? 
and help us to give ourselves to that end. Giving you, Lord Jesus, what you paid for with your blood. Thank you, O God. In Jesus' name, amen.